You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Sound good. Hey, last week was amazing, wasn't it, at our spring fair? Oh my goodness, we saw like so many people come through, so many people from our community coming out to enjoy the beautiful weather and the fun rides and everything. It was just such a great day and just such an awesome opportunity for us to be salt and light in our community. And again, CityServe coming up, just so many ways that we can get out there and be in our, in our streets Yep, spreading Jesus, love, wherever we go, that's what we're about, right? So this morning, we are starting a new series, and we love new series. And this morning, our uh, series title you can see up there is Living Alive. And this morning, I'm going to preach about the state of the heart, yeah? And um, this whole series is about returning to passionate living for God. That's what we're about. It's about being fully alive in Him, fully activated as His people, just out there and loving God and in our everyday life, everything about us, loving on God and loving on people. And, you know, we've had some incredible maxims that we have looked at before about identity before activity, rest and not drivenness, belief before behavior. And these are amazing, but they can foster inactivity if we don't apply them correctly. And so what we need to do is make sure that we keep our passion alive, that we keep alive, fully activated, even while we are resting and even while we are focusing on our identity and not worrying about performance for God. You know, as Christians, we are born again when we receive Christ. So most of us here, I'm assuming today, have been born again and we have asked God, asked Jesus to come into our life. I know you have, Julie. And at that point, we, built, we start a new life in Him as His disciples. And along the way, it's not, we're not supposed to stay. Stop. It's over. Oh, all right, we're back. And along the way, uh, we find that what we need to do is not stay in that place of our birth, where we're born again, but actually to grow and mature as believers of Christ. We're never designed to stay in the place where we first find Jesus. We're actually designed to continue the journey and keep on following Him and get better and better and better as Christians and more and more like Jesus. That's how He designed us to to take that journey with Him. Um, You know, but sometimes it's easy to stay really passionate at the beginning. Who remembers when they first were born again? And it was so easy to stay passionate then. You know, most of us were a lot younger. That, That changes things. You know, but we were so excited about Jesus. And there are times, though, in our lives where we have to stop and go, hang on a second, I'm not as passionate as I maybe was once before. And we get partway through life and we may realize that we're apathetic or we're tired or we're just dry. And we all know that feeling. We know that we're doing our very best, but it just doesn't quite seem to cut it. Just doesn't quite feel like it's good enough. And we realize that maybe we're not as well connected with God as we were in the past. And we've lost something of our first love. 
You know, actually, I was talking to uh, Margie Padgett this morning, and she said a, a verse in the Scriptures, which I was like, oh, I've got to use that this morning. How good is God? He just orchestrates everything. And in the message version, it says in, I'm going to use the one from Luke. It says in Luke 10 verse 27, that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence. That's what our desire is, that you love the Lord your God. Now, it says in most versions with all your heart and they've used the word in the message with all your passion. What an incredible thing to think about. So have we got to a place in our life where we're a bit tired or maybe we're a bit dry or maybe we're a bit apathetic right now and in those moments we need to ask ourselves what is the state of our heart you know I have been in a dry place many times before in fact recently I have gone through a a patch of dryness if you like and what I find is that it affects everything it affects the way that I speak to my family it affects the way that I feel about myself It affects my emotional and physical health, and it affects the way that I approach God. And I feel like things are just too hard. But the key for me is recognizing that I'm in a dry place and then doing a heart check. Because the reality is that I don't want to stay in that place of dryness or tiredness or apathy. I don't want that, and I know that God doesn't want that either. God doesn't want me to stay in that place. He wants me to grow and mature and get passionate again for him. So I need to make a decision and a choice in that time. Am I going to stay where I'm at or am I going to start pursuing God again? Am I going to get back to my first love? Am I going to give him an opportunity to revive my heart, my passion and my desire for him? Because let's face it, he is the source of all life. He is the place where we find abundant life right? And when I'm in that place of abundance, when I am in that place of abundant life, that's when I demonstrate most effectively Jesus to myself, to my kids, to my family, to my friends, to the world around me, to my workplace, to the people that I see on the street. That's where I'm going to be able to be more effective for Him when I am passionately following Jesus. So the question I would like to ask you today, for you to ponder is what is the state of your heart this morning? What is the state of your heart? I want us to do a bit of a heart check. We're going to read a scripture as we explore this a little bit more. 2 Timothy 1 verse 5 and 6 says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. My first point this morning, if you're taking notes, which is a really good thing to do so you can remember this through the week or listen to the podcast, is the state of my heart is my responsibility. The state of my heart is my responsibility. It's not up to anybody else. Paul is writing this letter to Timothy, who is a young leader. He's a person of influence. And he was obviously tired and maybe a little bit dry. Things can be hard. Life can be hard. We face hard things in our world and it does get tiring. We've all experienced feeling tired and I'm not joking. Since I have turned 40, which wasn't that long ago, I feel like every second person tells me how tired I am looking. And I'm like, this is not doing 40 very good (laughs) justice right now. So we're working on that. 
Oh, but life is tiring and no one is more prone to it than anybody else. We all are prone to it. And when I am tired, though, I lose passion. I lose motivation. I become apathetic. And sometimes I become critical towards everything. And it includes the things of God. And it's relevant to us all when we lose heart at times in this, time, in this life that we're living. Romans 12:11 tells us, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Zeal means eagerness. It is a readiness to get out there and do something, to expend energy and effort. And it indicates passion and desire. And spiritual fervor is an intense and passionate feeling for the things of God. An intense and passionate feeling for the things of God. And wherever God has placed you, whether it's in a, a workplace or in, at home, whether it's in a school, at church, wherever God has placed you in all your different areas of life, that's where you serve Him. We serve God all the time. He's not just a little compartment that we bring out on a Sunday and come and serve at church. That's not how it works. Our life as Christians means that we need to be passionate for Him in every area that we have influence, in every place where we find our feet is where we need to be passionate and excited for God. Just because we are not striving and we are restful and we're not focusing on performance doesn't mean that we should not be passionate. So why do we lose heart in our Christian walk? Well, I have three possibilities for you this morning, and there's probably more, but these are the three that God showed me. The first one is because we allow circumstances to dictate to us and we forget that Jesus is the answer in those times. And in those times, we start seeking the world's answers instead of the Holy Spirit. Our second reason that we may lose heart is because we get distracted and prioritize other things above God. And we, when we give our attention to our relationship with God, the more on fire and passionate about Him we become. But when we choose to allow other things to take that place, the more He fades into the background. And the third reason why we lose heart, I think, on our Christian walk is because we stop pursuing God and we just start doing God's stuff. We tick the boxes. I, I got up this morning and I read a verse in the Bible. I've ticked that box. I've said my prayer on the way to work. I've ticked that box. I've said my prayer before I go to bed. I've ticked that box. I spoke to my neighbor kindly today. I've ticked that box. But we haven't actually developed and pursued an authentic and real relationship with our living Savior with God. So when I ask myself, what's the state of my heart? I can usually tell by the conversations that I'm having, what's coming out of my mouth, you know, over, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I can usually tell how the state of my heart is by that, by what I'm filling my life with and what my focus is on. But God, like I said before, doesn't want us to stay in that place of dryness. He doesn't want us to stay there. But even when we're there, his heart is totally for us. He loves us beyond anything. This is not a place of condemnation. This is not a place where we need to feel guilty. This is just a, a revelation that we get where we can move on from and go to that place of, ex of, of excitement about God again, of passion, of desire to just have him as number one in our life. 
His desire for us is to be the people that He created us to be, full of abundant life, overflowing with the fruit of the Spirit, with love and joy and peace and patience. Who needs a bit more of that always? That's where His heart is for us, to be in that place of overflowing. It's about living a life fully devoted, fully passionate, and fully alive in Christ. If we go back to our scripture in Timothy, Paul says in that first part, verse 5, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. He reminds Timothy about the great faith that is within him. Let me remind you of the great faith that is within you. We are people of faith, and we have overcome much in our journey. Each of us has had a different journey to travel on. Each of us has been in a different place, but we have overcome much, and that faith is in you. For some of us, it is larger than life. For others of us, it feels a bit hard to find, but it's there. Let me remind you that that faith is there. So with that in mind, Paul says to Timothy, for this reason... I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Our second point today is to live fully alive, we need to rekindle the flame within. Paul uses the term fan into flame and these words are not passive, they're active. But don't you wish that you could just click your fingers, say a little prayer and then all of a sudden passion returns with just amazing exuberance and it's right there and it's all good and you're happy and you're you're over the top full of joy and flowing with life. Who wants that to happen, right? I want that to happen. Thank you for those couple of people who want that to happen. I want that to happen, but it doesn't happen. It requires us to do something. If it just happened like that, it's too easy. You know, we actually have to work for in our relationship with God. We have to put effort and energy in it. You have great faith in you. I have great faith in me. But sometimes we take our walk for granted because he's always there. He doesn't change. He doesn't move. He's always there. But we take him for granted. And so when you, something is always there or, and never changes, you, you start to forget what it means to have them there. It's like a marriage. Okay, your husband and wife, they're going to be there. They're there through the good and the bad. But if you start to take them for granted... If you start to not put effort and energy into that marriage, then it's not going to thrive. And it's the same with our relationship with God. You know, when we pursue God, when we put energy and effort into our relationship with Him, we start to rekindle that fire. We start to see the passion for Him increase. Our state of heart moves from being apathetic and tired to a place of intense desire. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I have a fire at home. All of you who are jealous, I will. you can come over and use my fire anytime you like. But I love our fire. You don't want it today. It's very hot. But I love our fire. It warms our house. It makes it cozy. It's just amazing. But the problem with the fire is you've got to keep fueling it. I can't just put a whole bunch of big logs on there, set it alight, and just think that it's going to keep my, keep my house warm for the whole of winter. We all wish that that was so, but that's not the way it works. And there's times when I'm sitting on my comfy lounge and I'm just chilling out and I realize that I've been a bit too lazy and a bit too comfy and Ben's obviously not at home 
and my fire has dwindled down significantly. Well, that's a problem. So I have to get up off my comfortable lounge and I have to go to the fire and I have to stoke it up. But the amazing thing for me is that even when my fire has dwindled quite significantly, that all I have to do is just put a little bit of fire at wood on and leave the door just slightly ajar and it doesn't take much, much oxygen to get that fire roaring again. Just a little bit of attention, a little bit of effort, and all of a sudden I have an amazing roaring fire and I need to shut the door again and it starts to heat up the house again. The thing with God is it doesn't take a lot. When our passion for Him has dwindled, when we feel like there's nothing there, when we feel like the flame has almost gone out, it doesn't actually take a lot of fuel to get that fire going again. Just a little bit of focus and a little bit of attention, a little bit of choosing to pursue him, and all of a sudden, the fire within starts to get roaring. The responsibility is on us to pursue him, to fan into flame that that which he has placed within us. God will not force us to love him, nor will he force us to seek an encounter with him and be passionate for him. God's desire for us is only the best. He's not sitting there with a checklist, marking us off when we've done the right thing. He's not marking us on our Christian walk. But let's be real. If you are not firing on all cylinders right now in your relationship with him, if he is just an afterthought when your day is finished and you're lying, on, lying your head on your pillow, if the only time you think about God is when you come to church, if you are noticing that you're becoming more critical or if your thoughts about yourself, your life and your circumstances are more worldly than biblical, then that is not God's best for you. And today is a day of change for you and me if we choose to make that change. Are you passionate for God today? We can hear all of this and think, yep, that's great and not change anything because we actually have to make a decision and there has to be a heart connection and that takes a little bit of effort because if we don't have that heart connection, then nothing's going to change. You know, recently um, we had a family service and I love it when the kids are all in and we get to worship together. It's just beautiful. And prior to that, when the kids were in, you know, all the time for worship and I would be sitting on the front row and I would have Charlotte next to me and she would be doing her own thing and I'd be like trying to explain to her why she shouldn't be on her iPad. And that's my fault probably. But anyway, I shouldn't have brought it. But why she shouldn't be doing that or why she shouldn't be talking to the person next to her, why she shouldn't be trying to interrupt me when I'm, I'm trying to worship God and I'm trying to explain to her, sweetheart, you know, we have a great opportunity here to just worship Jesus this morning. That's what we're here to do. We're not here to, to play with other people. We're not here to, we're just here to connect with God. But she didn't get it. So I stopped trying. I stopped explaining because it wasn't doing anything. It was just getting me upset and she didn't care. But what happened at this family service a few weeks ago was I looked down and I was worshipping and I just happened to open my eyes and I looked down at Charlotte and she was standing there with her hand raised, her eyes closed and singing her little lungs out, worshipping Jesus. Because she had a heart connection. It didn't matter how much I explained to her what it meant to worship him. She had her own revelation of what it meant to have a heart connection with God, what it meant to worship him. And so she got it. It was like a switch just went off. And she was like, okay, I understand that now. 
so I didn't have to explain it because I can explain that to you until I'm blue in the face about how we need passion and how you how we all need to be excited for the things of God and just worship him and get in his space and allow an encounter for him to happen but if you don't have a heart connection if I don't have a heart connection with him it's going to mean nothing putting everything else aside this morning disappointments what you feel needs to be done better what you feel God has not come through in expectations of people or church or yourself is your heart engaged with God this morning what is the state of your heart this morning are you in love with God this morning are you passionate for him today a fresh heart connection with God a realization for some of us that we have lost our first love is what we need this morning it's not a trick question if you are then let me encourage you to do what Paul tells Timothy to do keep fanning it into flame don't let it go down keep that passion burning and if you are not and it took everything in you to come to church this morning and it takes everything in you just to get out of bed or say hey God for the day if that's what it is this morning then I want to encourage you to take some time this morning make a decision to pursue God in this moment in this place where there's nothing else to do except connect with God that's what we're here to do this morning you have two choices we have two choices we can pursue God we can engage with him or we don't have to but if you choose today to engage and start a fresh new pursuit, whether you're going really well or whether you're feeling a bit dry, then I can guarantee you it will benefit your whole life. Why don't you stand this morning? We're going to pray and then we're going to pursue God. We want to leave space this morning. So you just get a quick message. But who knows that an encounter with God is worth so much when we just get to have that space and that time to connect with Him, realign our hearts. This morning, Lord God, I pray that we would choose to stand as Your people, Lord God, and fan into flame that which God has placed in us. I pray this morning that we would each choose to pursue You today, whether we are dry or whether we are overflowing with abundant life, Lord God. I pray that we would honestly check the state of our hearts and realign ourselves with the, your heart for us. And that we would get desperate for a touch of heaven and encounter with the giver of life. Lord Jesus, I declare over those of us who are dry, Lord God, I declare that there would be a fresh flood, a river of life that would flow over every person here today. Lord God, that we would see new levels of you reached in our own life that the intimacy that we find with you in this moment, at this time, Lord God, would just saturate and soak every part of us, Lord God. We declare this morning that we are a passionate people. We declare this morning that we are faithful people and that we want an encounter with you today, Lord God. So this morning, as we lift our hands and worship you, Lord God, as we lift our hands and surrender to you today, God, would you do a new work in our hearts? Would you take us from that place where we are, Lord God, and take us to a new place in you. Jesus, we declare this morning that you are good, that you have good things for us. And Lord God, that it is for you, Lord Jesus, that we want to live. 
We want to live fully alive in you, Lord God, today. We want to live, Lord God, with every part of us on fire for you. Lord God, we want you to know that you are the most important thing in our lives. Lord God, so we take time this morning to just connect with you, to encounter you, Lord God, and worship you today. In Jesus' mighty name, we praise you. more of you, God, set a fire down in my soul that I can. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.